For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by NFL Draft Analyst Ryan Roberts. And we're continuing on with our summer scouting series, talking about and highlighting the various prospects in the 2023 class. Also just giving you a general overview of what to expect for college football this upcoming season, who might end up being some of the best players in the country. Today, we're continuing on with the series that we've started doing with the quarterbacks, which was comparing two guys that have some similarities, whether it's in background, whether it's in traits, and talking about how they line up compared to each other. And for the first running backs, an interesting comparison that we decided to go with was Bajan Robinson from Texas and Zach Evans, former TCU running back, who is now going to be LSU, or sorry, Ole Miss's starting running back. Both these guys, formerly highly ranked recruits coming out of Texas. There's a pretty crazy backstory on Evans, who which we'll get to. But Ryan, this is a pretty fun pairing of, of running backs that we're going to be talking about today. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy, sir. What is is that the is that a Cobra Kai reference? Yeah, I've never seen it. I've, never, I've never seen have you ever, have you never seen Karate Kid? I've seen Karate Kid, but like long enough ago where I don't like. Was that in the Karate Kid? Yes. I don't Joe. know. I, yes. You're setting yourself up for failure. You 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 understand? You're setting yourself. You no no. You are. You look like a a uncultured swine right now. So how oh, I. Am I, I, I <laughs> That doesn't make me uncultured. I some people are really into the whole Cobra Kai Karate Kid thing. I am not. It's a great movie, man. And uh, Dan- Daniel Larusso in the original Karate Kid was from New Jersey. You should be ashamed of yourself. Oh, wait, we're in, New- we're in New Jersey. I don't know, man. He, I just remember he was you're from New fan. Jersey. You're a fake fan. No, no you're, you're, <laughs> you live. You're a California guy. You're not even a New Jersey guy. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, Zach Evans, Bijan Robinson. Yes, I Bijan or Bijan. I should have asked you that before. Bijan. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Dijon with a B. Correct. Okay. <laughs> like Dijon with a B. That's a, that's that, a good comparison. That should be a t shirt. Someone should do like Grey Poupon, well, Bijan. Well, I mean, B, Bijan Robinson sponsored by Lamborghini. So I think he can afford <laughs> to get some of these shirts printed. Just, just like uh, Tucker Craft. Should freaking get a, a Kraft Heinz sponsorship, but they're missing been, they're missing I, their opportunity. Man. I've been trying to support him every day. I, I like and retweet I, it. <laughs> I like every single day. Yes, it's it's a great bid, if anything else, if nothing else. But but what, yes. as you were saying with these two very talented <laughs> Texas running backs. Yes, I, I mean the comparison is that they were both came out during the same recruiting cycle, the t- 20, 2020 recruiting cycle. Then yeah, yes. yeah 20, 2020 recruiting cycle. Both out of Texas, both five star caliber players. One had 
a less entertaining recruiting process. The other one had a very entertaining recruiting process. And I mean, they're both bigger backs. I don't think that Evans is maybe, and we talked about this before the show, he's probably not quite the 215 that he's listed at, but both very talented. So I'm excited to get into them a little bit. And speaking of getting into it, Rhino, why don't we start about talking about Zach Evans' background, his recruitment, because it, it does play into the character discussion that we always have to have with players when those things are brought to our attention. So you you texted me this morning when I woke up and I was getting my coffee and stuff that you had to spend some time to talk about Evans's background. And I mm-hmm. quickly went through it and looked it up and it has to be it's wild but not in in, a, in the respect that it's just indecisiveness, it's immaturity, it's it's really strange and I would argue if he was slightly, like maybe like a quarter less talented, I almost wonder <laughs> if he'd be at an FBS program right now. I think most FBS programs, if he was like a high three-star recruit, he would have immediately dropped down to FCS or lower. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. And and I, I don't want to... I don't want to paint this as like a like a full immaturity issue because I mean this did happen when he was coming out of high school. Strange. So it's yeah. very strange, and I mean there could be lingering issues from a maturity standpoint. But I mean he could be a completely different kid at this point. Like it could not be even in his in his like world anymore as far as you know the 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 type of saga that went in place. So so Joe, I have some of these things that are they're chronological. They're a timeline of sorts. Okay. So I need you to stick with me here because I know you read it this morning, but there's a lot to dive through. So I'm going to take you back to May 28th, 2019 for a second. Evans five-star recruit coming out of North shore high school in Texas announced a top five schools at the time. It was Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Ohio state, and the university of Oklahoma. Fast forward to June 7th of that same year, his teammate, who is Damian George, that is an offensive tackle now at Alabama, he committed to Alabama at that time. And Evans told 24-7 Sports at that point that him and George were a package deal. So immediately you would say, he's going to Alabama. He said he was a package deal like a week before that commitment happened. Does not happen. He eventually goes to Georgia, takes an official visit, during this time, Joe, this roller coaster of a season. So, hey, remember, five-star recruits coming off of a dynamic junior campaign for North Shore. He is he misses North Shore's second game of the season for disciplinary reasons. The coach at that time said, John Kay, we're working through some of this, but we love him to death. He's a great teammate, and we're going to continue to work. Okay, so there's like a, a mini red flag, I guess, right? Misses, misses, so the recruiting saga is happening, but also he misses a game because of d- disciplinary reasons, not disclosed. After missing two games, Evans returns, and this just kind of illustrates how talented of a player he is. He returns to the lineup and rushes for 133 yards and two touchdowns and only eight carries. So, pretty good player. Mm-hmm. Then he goes, he takes an official LSU. Apparently, LSU is in the mix in October. Goes to November, goes to Texas A&M. Texas A&M apparently is a big player. Eventually, he says that he's going to announce on December 4th where he's going to school. The the finalists, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and Texas A&M were the new list of finalists. Guess what, Joe? Guess what? What? He did not announce on December 4th. He said <laughs> he ch- changed his announcement. He delayed it. He Now he's going to go to the Under Armour All-American game, which is on January 2nd. So now, Joe. 
he goes to the Under Armour All American game. Actually, no, I'm I'm jumping ahead of myself. I want to continue to come to on, Ryan. These disciplinary reasons, Joe. Ready? So he's attempting to graduate early, so he has to take the ACT. Well, Joe, he had to miss part of North Shore's semifinal high uh, semifinal playoff game against Lake Travis. He missed the first half because he had to take the ACT. Now that matters. His personal future matters probably a little bit more than the playoff game, but still, like eh, you're leaving your team hanging a little bit. But but you know if you also had show? the if you had the foresight to properly schedule that, you wouldn't have had yes. to take it on a Friday That's- night when you had to play a game. That's that's exactly the point. But you know what he did, Joe? Do you know what he did? He shows up and he put what was it, 170 on eight carries or something 176 like that. 176 and two touchdowns on 16 carries in one half of football in their <laughs> win. So then early signing day ends, and apparently he signed a letter of intent to go to Georgia. Didn't tell anybody, but he goes, but he signs a letter of intent. Then, Joe, the next thing that happens is that North Shore's, North Shore is playing in a state title game, which they won the previous year. Guess who's not playing in that game? Zach Evans. Zach Evans didn't play in that game for another disciplinary measure, whatever that means. We never get these, this insight. So now we're going to go a little quicker through this. Goes to the Under Armour game, doesn't announce. He ap- apologizes to everybody, all the teams involved. He doesn't want to make the, the, the decision at that time. So then he goes into the um he goes to the spring semester. He enroll you took the ACT to enroll early. He ends up at Georgia. Well, he asked Georgia to release him from his letter of intent. So now he's going back into the recruiting process. So over the next couple months, he's visiting schools like LSU, Texas A&M, Ole Miss is a team that he wants to to visit but he ends up not because guess what happens now, Joe? Guess COVID. what happens? COVID hits. COVID hits, so he can't take his official visit. Basically, he ends up at TCU, and no one ever linked him to TCU. This was a school that was never talked about in this recruitment, but he ends up at TCU. And now, fast forward two years, Joe. What Mm. happens now? He's leaving TCU. He's leaving TCU to go to Ole Miss. (laughs) Man! Man, man, man. I wish I could just send everybody this time. Again, if you want to Google just Zach Evans' recruitment, it's like one of the first thing that pops up is an ESPN argue, mm-hmm. uh, article, and it is bizarre, man. Bizarre. I don't even know what to make of it. It's well, I mean, we could spend this whole time talking just about his character stuff, and not even about his football playing ability. Yeah. So not to not to harp on it too much, I actually had misread the the Georgia part. I thought that they released him were the ones who initiated the release of of him from the letter of intent. I didn't realize that was his request. So that overall is extremely strange because the whole every step of the way you have indecisiveness and this constant changing of decisions and then on top of that multiple disciplinary actions by team by by his team his high school team i don't know what those were and knowing a typical high schooler that lacks maturity issues probably was just showing up late to meetings something like that and was doing it too much to the point where the coaching staff probably had to suspend him for these various points in time. Um, I mean, but regardless, it's something you have to pay attention to. I think his decision to leave TCU now has less to do with him being indecisive and more with them just not really utilizing him enough as they probably should have been. But I, I, I don't know, man. It is pretty funky. It's, it is a question mark and something that you do need to indicate on a report that like, hey, this kid 
can't make up his mind and he tends to to bounce around a lot. How do you know that if if you sign him to a rookie contract that two years in, he's not like, I want to be traded? He it's it's something that's going to be talked about a lot. Teams are going to dive less in about the football playing aspects of him, just like we did for the last six minutes. Mm-hmm. And they're going to ask questions about his recruitment, what happened at TCU, why he chose TCU, what led to the transfer, why were you suspended multiple games during your senior year at North Shore? Those, those are the questions that teams are going to ask. And I know people are going to say, who cares what happened in high school? Well, NFL teams do, because that, that's what they're investing in. You have to remember, they're investing millions of dollars into a person here. So it's bizarre. It's wild. It's weird. It's funky. And I hate that it takes away from the talent that Zach Evans has. Cause if we're talking just in a vacuum, man, I know we're going to get into this. The kid can play kids, a really talented football player. There's no doubt, but this is the layer of the conversation, which I think a lot of independent scouts, especially the people that are on Twitter doing this for a living, we miss out on sometimes yeah. because this stuff matters. It 100% matters. So this is why I wanted to spend some time and we wanted to spend some time talking about this a little bit because it, it does matter. Yeah, really interesting background story for Evans. We're going to push past that. We're going to talk about who he is as a player. Before we do, though, I just want to tell you folks about Bet Online, which is today's sponsors. Our partners at Bet Online to continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to their website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Ryan. So I want to start talking about Bijan Robinson as uh, as a prospect. Mm-hmm. I completely understand why he has already been established as an early favorite for for running back one. You look across the board at all the different things that he does, and he fits that mold of complete running back that NFL teams want at the next level. He, he can do everything to me. That was what really stood out when I was watching him is that this is a thickly built kid, six foot, 220. I um, wouldn't be shocked. Maybe he's a little bit heavier even when he makes it to the NFL. Um, if, if he ends up bulking up even further, really, really good vision. I, I thought that he consistently found holes. He's very patient when he was trying to find where he wanted to go in, in those instances. He also has really nice power. Like I love watching running backs who put their head down when they see a hole and they just charge forward. That was, and you compared him to Saquon and that's something that Saquon has never done well, which is just Mm -hmm. charge forward through a hole. He has always danced in a hole and then lost yardage because he was trying to dance too much. I don't see that with Bijan. I see a guy that has an intent to pick up yards and when he knows where he wants to go, he tries to find those paths to pick up extra yards. Um, The one thing I I really, really did like as well, because you talk about being complete, what do they do on on third down? He's a good receiver, but most importantly, man, he's a pretty willing blocker. He's a pretty good pass blocker. Like I see him chipping defensive tackles. Like he does a really nice job picking up blocks. Like I didn't see him in the two games that I watched him getting blown up or anything. Like he did a really good job. It helps that he is the size, but he did a really good job. But here's the one thing though, Ryan, I think he's a great running back and he's probably going to be the first one to go off the board. 
Uh-huh. I'm, not ta- I'm not taking him in the first round. I'm just not. Hmm. Can I? Can I explain? Uh, you, you can always explain, okay. man. Okay. You can always explain yourself. For me to willingly, and this is mostly because of how the NFL has trended away from running backs recently, and I think we've hit the bottom. We've officially hit the bottom for there being massive interest in, in running back prospects. The usage is just not there anymore. Teams very rarely rely on one guy. It's becoming a multi-back system for a lot of NFL teams. The only team I can think of that consistently tries to go to one guy is Tennessee. Like they are, They've always done that over the past couple of years with Derrick Henry. But for me to want to draft a running back in the first round, I need to have that holy shit moment. Like I was been telling you that, like that's kind of my um, my evaluation moniker, if you will. That if I have that holy shit moment, like wow, this guy's really really good, and it has to be even more for a running back. I didn't necessarily have that with Bijan, and I'm not saying that he's not a really good athlete and he's not a really really good running back. But I don't know why I would be drafting him in the first round. Because he's rare, man. He's a rare athlete at the position, in my opinion. I, I think he is. When was the last time uh, a running back in the first round has has panned out? Um, I don't care. I mean, we're, uh, I guess I guess McCaffrey, right? I mean, but when, when he's been healthy, he's been awesome. He's been healthy like once. <laughs> no, well, come on, man. When he's been healthy, he's been a really good running back in the NFL. Really good running back. Zeke, I mean, Zeke is slowing down now, but Zeke was a really good running back at first for the Cowboys. He was really good. I, 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 know, I know. I get I, okay, it. Good. Hey, man. Yeah. Th- this is my running back take, and I've been consistent mm-hmm. on this. I don't usually like to take him in the first round, and I definitely don't like to give him big money second contracts. There's no, like, no, no thank you. I get that. And if you don't value running back in the first round, I get it. All I'm saying, though, is this, is that I think that early on that Bijan Robinson is probably going to be a top 10 player in this draft for me. Not saying I would draft him in the top 10. I'm saying, like, in a vacuum, he's a top 10 player. Wow. Not with not with the positional value put into the conversation because you're never going to draft. I would never draft a running back in the top 10. No, no chance about that. But I think this kid is a first round player. And I, I, I think I just see a little more athlete than you do. I think you think he's a good athlete. I think he's a rare athlete. I really do. I, I think it's that this is just the explosiveness, the lateral mm-hmm. jump cuts you see from a guy that big, 220 plus pounds. The why I compared him a little bit to Saquon style from a athletic perspective. Saquon's probably a little bit faster touch faster but what reminds me of him is the lower body dude's massive and just the ability for him to change direction at his size i think is just rare like i don't see much of that coming around i'm kind of thinking would jonathan taylor be a better i mean taylor's Taylor's faster than saquon but that's what i because the reason why i can't get behind the saquon Bijan comparison is that Saquon again, like I was saying earlier, has never been like that charge forward. And then when there's op- an open rushing lane, he hits that jump cut, and then he picks up that second gear, and that's that's why he's dangerous. That's why Bijan get that. Yeah. Saquon comes to the hole. He dances. He turns around. He runs in circles until he finds. What, and he's he's never worked out of that. And I think John right. Taylor is better at actually charging forward, hitting the hole, and. He's just, he was more deceptively fast, and I think Bijan's a little bit more deceptively fast. It's fair. I, I get I get where you're going. Maybe it's not a full stylistic comparison to Saquon. Maybe it's more an athletic comparison to Saquon. Like there's just some right. parts of his athletic profile that remind me of him. Because I think like Jonathan Taylor isn't an incredibly twitchy back. He's more of a long right. speed hitter type of guy, right? Like 
I don't, I don't know. Like I, 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 when I think of Bijan Robinson, I think of short area burst. Like that's a guy that I, I see in that regard. And I think he does have natural hands. I think he's explosive after the, after he gets the football in his hand. I think he's a good blocker. I actually, and this is one thing that we actually disagree with a little bit. I think I didn't love his vision. I didn't, I, I, I thought really? it was, I thought it was hit or miss to be honest. Like I, I thought there were moments of good, but like, I thought that he wanted to bounce a lot. Like I did not see great vision. I saw a great athlete with, improving vision but i think that there's still a much a big step forward he could take from a vision department what games did you watch um i'll tell you right now give me one second i'll pull up my notes for you i ended up watching three games which is actually sometimes i stop at two for summer evals because um because you want to get through as many guys as you as you can so mm-hmm. let me pull up what i have here i watched Oh my god, I'm blanking on which ones I watched. It was I watched I watched Baylor, which was not a good game for him. No, I didn't I, I watched, tried not to watch that one because he didn't have that many yards. I watched TCU, which he had a, a like two hundred something yards that game, and then I watched one more. I'm trying to find one. Oh, I watched there. Louisiana Lafayette, and I think I watched Texas Tech. Yeah, there I was, watched there was so, two games that he had really big numbers. Yeah, I, I watched Louisiana as well, Lafayette, because that was the first game of the season. I went chronologically. I watched I watched Louisiana, TCU, and then I finished with Baylor. So one was at the beginning, very, the first game of the season. TCU was right in the middle, and then Baylor was a little closer to the end of the season. And I threw Baylor in there, Joe, because he had not a great performance from a uh, production standpoint. But I thought even in that game, you just saw there was something there. You know, it was just more a uh, their offense line wasn't very good this past year. I think is something that we don't talk about, and maybe that's why the I didn't love the vision because I felt like he didn't trust what was going on in front of him a little bit. But I mean, that offensive line was not very good for Texas last year. Right, that was kind of the mental note that I had when I put down. I really liked his vision. It was very good vision for a guy who doesn't have a lot of room to operate, and I it's think fair. that. He was he was screwed a lot. Like the 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 Louisiana Louisiana Lafayette game, like he and also whoever their starting quarterback was in that game, I forget who it was. Tom, uh, Thompson, was it, right? Was Thompson. it to- Casey Thompson? Casey Thompson's I, number one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he's eleven. I think it was Hudson Card then. But Card regardless, started the game. Who, whoever it was, it was starting that game. Like he was running for his life against Louisiana. Like they were just not protecting or giving any of them time to do anything so like that, that was kind of why like i was impressed because he was really sold out and screwed over on a lot of plays mm-hmm. and he still managed to find space to move like i, I think his vision's better than zach evans it, you know it stood out to me more than yes than what zach evans did i, I agree with that I, I don't think evans has great vision i think he's a very one cut bounce type of player as well like he is He's he. I think he's just been a better athlete than basically everybody he's ever played against for a long time. You know, like in high school, he was just a man amongst boys. And I think for the most part, he's been kind of a man amongst boys in the Big Twelve. Man, like, I mean, we talk about Evans a little bit. And is that where are we segueing right now yes, into Evans? Uh, yes, like, you want to yes. get into okay? Yes. That was a great segue, man. It was great because you almost had me going without even asking. Um, so the kid is a pretty dense build. I mean, like he's not as tall as Bijan, and I think that he's probably closer to like two tennis range in, in, compared to where uh, Bijan's, you know, two twenty, two twenty five, somewhere in that ballpark. But man, he has some crazy acceleration, in my opinion. And the one thing I love about Evans Joe is I think when he gets into the open field, 
He's very no nonsense. Like he is running to daylight. Like he's not dancing at all. But then he's got like these subtle moves in the open field at times. You know, he's got this spin that he pulls out of nowhere. He's got this quick lateral cut. There's some very cre- there's some creativeness when he gets to the open field. I don't think th- I don't think there's creativeness near the line of scrimmage with his vision and his ability to stay patient. I think he's very. I'm gonna hit this and then I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a little more creative as I run. But man, there's from an athletic perspective. He's on par with Bijan. Like he, he's a really good athlete, man. There's no doubt. He's got acceleration. He's got decent long speed. He's got explosiveness. He's got quickness. It's all there from an athletic perspective. Like in my opinion, I think that yeah. I mean, you even saw the yards per yards per catch. He averaged like 13 yards a catch too as a mm-hmm. running back, which is a high number, man. Like Nuts. just some explosiveness. And maybe it's because Evans is lighter than Bijan. But he, I noticeably Zach Evans, I thought accelerated a lot quicker. The the vision wasn't necessarily there for me, and his offensive line was just as bad, if not worse, than the mm-hmm. Texas offensive line. So he didn't have a lot of room to operate. But there were some carries where you see him get a little bit of space. Like he's a guy where if you leave him room to move, he's gone. He's he's going to 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 pick up that gear instantly. He is going to cut and redirect and weave. He's somebody who I, I noticed he doesn't need to really lose or change speed in order to change direction. Like that's a really rare thing for me with the running back being able to do that, just to keep moving at that same speed while yeah. you're weaving in and out of lanes. I like that vision that he showed more in like the that second level of separation yes. rather than the first level of separation, kind of like a punt returner. Yeah. Which uh, did he even return punts? I don't think so. I don't think I, so. I, he, he should. I, I would argue that. Or a kick returner. Yeah. Be something. Yeah. No. But he, he's got that ability to kind of recognize that second level of separation. And I, I really like that about him. He's more of like a a team that I, I wouldn't draft him to be like my number one running back and immediately take over because, again, teams don't just, just don't do that anymore. I'd maybe talk myself into it with Bijan. But you add him into the mix with, a, with another running back group, like he could be like a huge, huge threat. Yeah, I, I'm still trying to find a, a comparison to him. I, I mentioned Aaron Jones before the show just because I think that I think like what you say is, a, and when I would describe Zach Evans, I would say he's a one gear runner, but that gear is very fast. Like he yeah. again, he doesn't have to he doesn't have to throttle down a ton when change of direction. Like it's just very natural from a one gear perspective. Well, I think Bijan is a multiple gear type of runner. Like I think that he, after he changes direction, he gets a little more burst, but a guy, but he his cuts are probably not as explosive as a guy like a Zach Evans, if that makes sense. So yeah, I, I agree with your assessment a lot here. Here's my question for you. Yeah. Everything's settled off the field. It's not a concern. How good can Zach Evans be? I know you said like, he's a guy that can come in and he could be a productive back, but are we talking second round talent who could be a high volume ball carrier? Like what are we looking at with Evans in your opinion? I, I think he, I think he fits that second round because again, I'm not gonna. I'm just so anti taking a guy in the first round. But if one, whenever that run on running back starts, it usually happens somewhere on on day two. Like we're starting to see more and more. I think he fits into that that conversation. If a guy like yeah, like Brees Hall goes as early as he does, and and the guys that we saw this year go on day two, I think that Zach Evans definitely fit, fits that. And this year, he's probably going to have a really good year because he's going into an offense that isn't a bunch of gimmicky bullshit that's actually going to use him and get him the ball and and put him in advantageous situations. They're probably going to lean on him, too, because you don't really know for sure 
how good Jackson Dart is going to be. They already yep. they have some good returning receivers at Old Miss, but they'll probably lean on him and use him as much as they possibly can. Which will be a change because I, I know like I know TCU had that other nice running back that we'll probably have to talk about at some point, Kendra Miller, who's a very mm-hmm. interesting player, but bizarre man. That because I, I know Evans wasn't an early enrollee, obviously at TCU, so he missed like that you know that that spring to get a role as a freshman, but just wasn't used an incredibly amount. But I mean, he averaged over 100 yards a game last year, and he only ran the ball like 90 something times or something like a pretty crazy number. So yeah, he's very, he's extremely talented. And then you're you talk about situation, which is big for running backs. He's walking into an old Miss team where say what you want about Lane Kiffin as a person, he can design up some offense, man, and he's going to put him in great uh, situations. And they just lost a running back room that Snoop Connor got drafted in the NFL. Jerion Ely's no longer in the room as well at Ole Miss. So you're going to think that him coming in now, and they actually had another transfer running back this offseason, Joe. I don't know if you saw that. Ulysses, Ulysses Gilbert, um, I think is, is his name, right? Ulysses huh. Bentley. I'm sorry, not Gilbert. Ulysses Bentley. Name. Yes, who was a transfer from SMU, I believe, and was a good player at SMU for a couple years. So he's going to be splitting carries. Well, I don't know about splitting carries, but he's going to be taking some carries away from Zach Evans. But you still assume that Evans is going to walk into that Ole Miss offense. He's going to have a big role, to say the least, with Jackson Dart playing quarterback there. So excited to see Zach Evans. I look forward to seeing how much he's knocked for some of the off-the-field stuff or if that stuff checks out because, I, I mean, if I had to give a preliminary grade right now and to have him done it right uh yet he would definitely have a day one day two grade for me like there's no doubt yeah. i mean he would have a he would have somewhere probably in the second round grade because i think the kid could be special it's just about ironing every part of the evaluation out with him i have a before we wrap up i have a i have an interesting comp what about travis Etienne? because like they're similar size five foot eleven two ten Etienne ran a, a four four five i think evans is faster than that but one of the things that I always time just speed. remember, well, time, yeah, time, time speed, time, time, time speed, speed, faster. I, I think yeah. Etienne's faster on the field, though. But I was just yeah. But the one thing with Etienne that I compare to him is value as a receiver, threat in open space as a receiver, but just really, really dangerous when you give him that open space. That's kind of like where I uh, that popped in my head. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I don't have a great comp for him. He's he's an interesting okay. player. He's different. I'll. I'll by the time the draft comes around, I'll definitely have a comp for him. I'm just interested to see. He's going to be like, I think he might be the biggest wild card in this running back draft class, man. Like talent level on par with anybody, but there's just so much to consider with a guy like Zach Evans. So he's going to be a mm-hmm. little bit of a bizarre case study, I would say. So we are going to be moving on with another pairing of running backs. Um, and then we're also going to do our overall conversation show for the running back group with Alex later in the week. Um, We next one we will do. Do we want to do Bigsby and Charbonnet next? Yes. Let's do the bigger backs. Yep. I like that. We will do tank Bigsby. Even though Bigsby's not listed that big, but like he runs like a freight train. So yeah. Who is the Utah kid that you texted me? That's six foot two. Tavion, Tavion Thomas. I want to talk about him. That's fucking. Yo, that's, throw him in. Yeah. Let's let's throw him into that one. We'll do it. We'll do it's a trio. Too many, no, it's too many guys. We'll do a trio, man. Do a trio. I'll think about it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your week.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.